y'all know what's happening. That tong, 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 tong. Yeah. I don't know why that's in my head now. The thong song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. But grats. You know what I should have stuck in my head? What? Give me that booty. I want the booty. <laughs> <laughs> so close. Always stuck in my head. Uh-huh. Every day, all day, that booty. Well, no, what? I actually do want to look it up. <laughs> Ugh. Delete that, Steven. I mean, delete it from my brain. It was the worst thing ever. No, it's not. It was pretty bad for me. It was pretty bad. I think... Yeah, yeah, but you don't know how bad it is for me. I'm sensitive. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't bad. I'm saying it wasn't the worst. I don't want to know what's worse. That that, that weird wet burp I had yesterday. Don't talk about it. That was way worse. Uh, Are you recording? Yes. Why? <laughs> I don't know. So I thought we were starting and I wasn't at yeah, all. Yeah, because right? I had to look up a song. Uh-huh. I see how it is. Don't look at your phone while... I'm talking Alexis, but let me just Google songs. When you were looking at your phone, we had some great repartee. I will say that. Yellow Flicker Beat. That's what I was thinking of. My lord. Great. The song she did for one of the um, Hunger Game movies. Sure. That um, are... It's very thematic of the lady you were going to be talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember you telling me about it last time. And she was on the same age when she wrote the song as your lady was when she died. Great. So young. Highly thematic. <laughs> Highly thematic. And both are regarding girls on fire. I love ladies on fire. Mmm, <laughs> hot. Too <laughs> tick. Too hot, hot dang. <laughs> Can't. Don't touch this. Call the police and the fireman. Nine one one. How may I take your order? <laughs> I would like two fire trucks. <laughs> One uh, police car. Make that three. She won't go out. Yeah. Whoops. If you haven't guessed yet, we're talking about it's Joan of Arc, which should be unsurprising since we're doing our favorite ladies because we did these episodes long ago at the beginning of our podcast and they were lost. The lost episodes to time. And I feel like we've complained about it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> a number of times. I'm sure we have. I'm sure we whined about it when it happened because we were like, oh no, we were going to have a consistent schedule and then two episodes died. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> two immediately died and we were so heartbroken we couldn't try again. We tried to re-record them and we had just done it and so it was like, it was it's all really, awkward really and gross and I hated it. Right, it's like right after you do something you're like, should we just repeat the same jokes right like, and it's like we both already knew what was going to happen because mm-hmm. like the reason that the show works if it works <laughs> that was a good catch is uh that you don't know what i'm talking about and i don't know what you're talking about you know <laughs> all the time i'll be like Haley, do you know about this thing and if it seems like you know more about it than I do just on the outset, then I won't do it. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want you to be like, oh, yeah, and then this, you know? The last thing I want in my episode is for you to be correcting me. <laughs> oh, no. So, like, not, show you up. Yeah. So I'm like, that's okay. And you already know about it, so it's like, it's not as fun, mm-hmm. you know? Because really, there, like, the secondary yeah. is taking the place of the listener. There, There's no, there's no moment where I go, oh, no. Right. I what do you go, mean? Actually, you're wrong. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> you've been pronouncing his name wrong the whole episode. His name's pronounced... <laughs> Not hoobity-doobity, like you keep saying. <laughs> 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 I can't copy people. 
<laughs> Stupid. Uh, but Be- anyway. Beautiful. So we, we did episodes about ladies, and then they didn't work, and then we tried to redo them, and then that was worse. And so now that we've come around to our anniversary time on the 26th, I think, if I remember correctly from when I looked it up for the last video, or, or recording, this is Hysterical History. Yeah. I'm Haley, that's Lexus, and this is Favorite Ladies. And it's it's been happening for almost a whole year Wow. We're one year old. Oh, little baby. We're so cute. Um, but I'm talking about Joan of Arc as my favorite lady. Who's surprised that my favorite lady is French? Nobody. 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 I, I just like... <laughs> Who I was surprised? <laughs> we just keep repeating nobody. Um, Raise your hand. I should be I, I should be keeping a tally of how many times the person I've talked about has been French. I mean, once the website's up, they're all going to be tagged, girl. It's true. There should just be a tag that's like Alexis's favorite Frenchman. I will say I'm like I'm tagging them by nation, and there are a lot of French. Unsurprised, there are a lot of French. I mean, but sometimes I talk about things that aren't like exclusively in France. You know, sometimes the French people end up Swedish at the end. Yeah, sometimes it's because they're Pope. Who knows? <laughs> sometimes Pope. <laughs> you know, so sometimes. it's, it's reason. Sometimes Pope. But anyway. Joan of Arc. Everybody knows who Joan of Arc is, she's, pretty much. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. You may not know why she's famous, but I'm going to tell you right now. She's born in Lorraine. Mm, Lorraine. In, uh, Jan- on January 6th, uh, 1412. It's a great time to be born. <laughs> Europe? No, it's not. It's bad. A great time. It's bad. Especially mm. in France, I'll let you know. It's horrible. It's really bad. It's one of the worst times in France ever. Um, and oh boy, are there a lot of bad times to be in France. It's true, but this one's rough. Mm-hmm. Like everyone in the country is suffering. We're having a really bad time in France. And they don't even make a cool musical out of it. No, it's the worst. So, like, what well, is even the point? You, your suffering was for nothing. <laughs> right. Nobody's going <laughs> to sing about it later. <laughs> There's only one thing anyone's going to remember about this, and it's. Joan. Victor Hugo didn't write anything about this ever. So, <laughs> so you're useless. It's worthless. <laughs> That's how you know when your history is important in France, when Victor Hugo <laughs> writes a novel about it. No, no one cares. No. Except for us. And Victor Hugo. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, she's like kind of in a poor family, right? They're just like kind of like farmers. They live out in the middle of nowhere. And she's like learning how to weave and stuff. And her mom's teaching her how to be a good wife and like cook and things, you know? Dodge and weave. Be a wife. No. Not that kind of weave. <laughs> like looms. Loom. Dodge. Weave. Loom is <laughs> like you're craving over. Um, so just like skills that'll make her a good wife, you know? Because that's what women do. You marry a dude, and you give him the babies, and you weave stuff, and cook. That's I don't, it. I don't know if it'll help you be a good wife, but it'll help you get a husband if you know how to loom. And <laughs> Dodge, Dodge and, and weave. weave. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so that's what she's doing for most of her childhood. And then when she's 12, um, she starts having visions. Uh-oh. Which is, means you're a witch. Puberty. <laughs> yep, 12. <laughs> that's when it starts. That's when I started getting my visions. And who did she see? Uh, Kermit. No. <laughs> she what? sees, uh, maybe, is, maybe you is, saw Kermit. That doesn't sound right. She sees <laughs> Bob Ross. Michael <laughs> the Archangel. Uh, I think it was, mm, that doesn't sound right. Which, of, of angels in the Bible, Michael is one of the only ones who's named. 
Um, and he's very important. He's the smiter of the bunch. He's yeah. He's kind of like the right hand angel, head honcho angel. He, he's the one God sends down when he wants to kick someone in the head, and they're gonna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so he comes to her, and apparently he's talking to her about stuff. We don't always know like what specifically. Boy, um, boys. She also yeah. So how are the boys doing? Um, but he tells her that. She, like, is basically, like, burdened with glorious purpose, right? Just like Loki. Yeah. Um, and she needs to save France, mm-hmm. which you're saying to a 12-year-old peasant girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that she needs to so save them from the English, because, of course, the English are a problem. And um, get the king to rhymes. Yay. Um, those, are your, those are your duties. I mean... Go. France is... I mean, French is such a romantic language. I think, like, rhyming is... Should be pretty easy. It's a place in France. No, it's a joke. <laughs> Rhymes. Rhymes? Reams? Who knows? Mm. Not me. You should. I don't. You're the only, If you don't know, we are not doing... <laughs> no. We have no hope. It's no. There's no hope. Uh, she also gets visited, though, not just by Michael, uh-uh. um, but by St. Catherine and St. Margaret. So she's hanging out with some ladies, some too. Ladies. What's up? She's getting that Some l- saints. Some lady saints. Yeah. Who both um, died in horrific ways. And she says that, uh, at, at some point I was reading a quote, I think that's probably from her trial, where she's, because that's when they wrote what, down what she was saying, where she was talking about when she was younger that she'd have these visions and that, like, she wasn't, like, stoked about it. Because some people would be like, cool, like, I'm important and mm-hmm. needed. And that she was kind of like, I'm cool just, like, hanging out here. Right. Like, do I really need to do that? That sounds like a lot of work and responsibility. And I'm just not sure I'm up to it. Right. Um, I actually like weaving. <laughs> I like to stay here and do laundry. Um, and there's, there's a quote where she says... Uh, <laughs> I like doing laundry. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> she says... Uh, I had far rather rest and spin by my mother's side, for this is no work of my choosing, but I must go and do it, for my Lord wills it. So she's like, I don't wanna, but God told me to, so I gotta. <laughs> the saints and the angels are like, look, you can still do laundry, but you you have <laughs> but to you go gotta to- gotta go. But you have to go to war. But I like- uh, And it has to be weird for her, because, I mean, th- one, this is not something that happens to you, normal people- at, like, unless you're, like, a prophet or something, right? That is the definition, Like, the angels are talking to you, uh-huh. um, and women can't do that. No, because there's literally no difference except for what people decide to do with you afterwards. Yeah, but women, that's not what... No. Women don't talk it's directly to angels. Um, they're not prophets, and you're not pope, mm-hmm. so you shouldn't be talking directly to God. That's not how it works. Uh, no. You must be an evil witch. Um, and so, the, just the idea that this peasant girl is supposed to do this, like, crazy thing is just nuts in general, which is probably why she's like, can I not do that? Which I love, I have to say, I love in the Bible when people ask if they can just not do whatever they were asked. <laughs> it's so funny, every it's so time. so reasonable. It's always like, God's like, I need you to do this, and they're like, what if I didn't? What if, can I just sleep in? Right. What? Like, one of my favorites is with Moses, and he's like, I need you to lead everybody out of Egypt. And he's like, uh, no. I'm not so good at the talking, mm-hmm. right? Like... Are you sure that I should do this? And <laughs> he's like, fine, you know what? Your brother's good at talking. He'll do the talking. You just have to do the miracles. And he's like, better. Okay. I can dig that. The art of negotiation <laughs> by it's, Moses. But it's my favorite because it's like Moses' biggest problem with this is like, I'm not a great public speaker. 
I mean, I don't think it's going to work. It's so relatable, though. And I'm like, no, yeah. Wouldn't that be your first thing if God talked to you? You'd be yeah. like, man, I really hate public speaking, though. Could someone else do it? Fine, make your brother do it. Oh, whatever. Yeah, he's a good talker. That's a good, good point. <laughs> Thanks, God. Was, was it? That's uh, why I gave you a brother. <laughs> Moses's brother voice. I like Jeff Goldblum and the Prince of Egypt. I have movie. no idea. <laughs> I have to check. You would know that, not me. <laughs> I have to check. Yeah. How would I know? I'm so sorry. You're I'm fine. Not, I'm not sorry. Um, Prince of Egypt. Aaron voice. But he also becomes the priest, and the Aaronic priesthood is named after him. It was. Nice. <laughs> it was Jeff Goldblum. Nice. So uh, God's like, fine, make Jeff Goldblum do it. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, okay, I'll speak. <laughs> I mean, okay. I love speaking. <laughs> fine, I'll do it. But but the concept of, of uh, raising your hand and going, can I not, mm-hmm. is adorable to me. Yeah. Um, and hilarious. Because it's like, no, you have to. I wouldn't have asked you if I didn't need you to do mm-hmm. it. Um, and that's basically what it sounds like happened to Joan, that she was kind of like, I don't really want to. And then the angels keep being like, we need you to do it. I don't want to. Also, I'm 12. I'm 12, and I'm a girl, and I'm a peasant, and this all just sounds incorrect. Yes. It's 1412. I, I just want to loom and dodge and weave. Uh, no. No. Um, so she does, finally, she's like, okay, I'll go. Um, and so she just, like, goes to where the king is. I don't know where it is, because I didn't put it in my notes. But she just goes there, and she's like, cool, I'll just stroll in, and people will be excited about it. <laughs> Which seems insane. Um, but she gets there, and it says that she shows Charles a sign uh, from God, apparently. They don't really say, but it's enough to convince him that she's not crazy when she's like, hey... I got to do this because God told me to and that she should uh, that she can lead an army, which like she shouldn't be able to because she's a woman and she doesn't know anything about fighting or armies or anything <laughs> really, you know, like in her personal training from her family. Yeah. Her her laundry jutsu. Yeah. She's like, I can strangle them with a shirt. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, I mean, that might do it. I'm, we're losing really bad, so let's do it. It's like, I don't think you understand the extent to which we are losing. But also, apparently, Charles is like a, a funny king. He's he's a goofy. That might be the problem, France. He's a goofy guy. Your king is goofy. Uh, He tried to trick Joan when she came in by uh, wearing normal clothes, like normal courtier clothes instead of kingy clothes. Kingy. He wasn't in that purple, Mm y'all. He's in some normal frickin' regular red or something. But she immediately goes up to him and bows anyway. Which, like, probably sounds stupid. Like, <laughs> doesn't she know what the king looks like? But the answer is no. She doesn't. <laughs> Actually. They don't have the internet. Right. They don't have pictures of him. So it's like, the only way that she would know is if, like, you know, somehow she just knows inherently. Or someone um, pointed him out. Or someone told her. The king is goofy. That is <laughs> That <okay>. is him. <laughs> don't let him trick you. He's a doofus. He likes to do this, but please bow to the man in red. But potentially that could have been the sign also. We don't know. Because it's like, it was a secret. He doesn't say. But anyway, he's like, sure, you can go. <laughs> My note says, he says, Okay. <laughs> Okay, go with the convoy to Orléans. Go! How do you say okay in French? Um, I would probably just say ça va. Because people ask, that's like, how are you doing? But it's also like, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. It's what you say. You like you say ça va and you answer ça va. Uh-huh. So okay. it's like, okay? Okay. Is, is So it's also like affirmative when you're giving directions? 
as well as mood, etc. Yeah, I think probably you could use it that way. Someone's like, fine, go do that thing. You'd yeah. be like, okay, Saba, do, it, do okay. it. It's it's kind of like, it's fine. All right. Like, you fine, it's fine. You 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 good? 12-year-old, you good? It's good. Go ahead. Saba. Get, get out of here. <laughs> Saba. Um, and so she uh, does some training to mm-hmm. learn how to do things. Montage. Like, um, ride a horse. Cool. Because she doesn't know how. I'm assuming that she, like, hitchhiked to the king <laughs> across Don't. France. Don't hitchhike, kids. Don't. Ever. Because you'll die. No. You will get murdered. But, like, I'm assuming her family doesn't have horses. It doesn't sound like they're rich enough. She mm-hmm. doesn't know how to ride a horse. She learns right now. So she must have, like, just caught a ride with someone and been like, hey, can you take me to the king? <laughs> and they were like, sure. Um, but she learns, she learns how to... Uh, ride a horse and like how to use a sword um and uh she goes to orleans with uh charles's mother-in-law i don't know why but she's also like she's like i'm going that way let's go together you know i was heading that way myself yeah why don't we go together and by the time they get to orleans people are stoked about it they are cheering her when she comes in. They're like, yes, she is going to save us. So. Which is nuts. Morale booster. Can you imagine? Like, your country is at war and losing badly. Uh-huh. And then some 13-year-old girl from the farmlands is like, I'm here! And we're going to win. And you're like, yeah. I can imagine if I were in a christian nation in the middle ages i guess sure but like think about that now like how badly would you have to be doing for someone to be like god's with me and i got it it's like no and even then we need to put you on medication and even then just the fact that she's a woman saying like god told me to help you and i'm gonna save france Mm -hmm. everybody should have been like burn that girl right now (laughs) burn her right now but uh no they're like great, and everybody's cheering and clapping, <laughs> which has to be one also the weirdest thing for her. Uh, burn her after she's won. <laughs> she's she's nobody, mm-hmm. right? And she comes into the city, and people are like lined up on the streets and clapping, and mm-hmm. just like yeah, she's a celebrity, chanting her name, and she's like, <clears throat> what's going on? <laughs> this is so weird. Um, but she she helps Charles be crowned. Uh, because apparently he wasn't officially king. I don't know, really, what's happening. That's surprising. Um, Just kind of hopping around, changing up clothes, spooking yeah. visitors. <laughs> but she gets him crowned, and then she's like... And this is after the military stuff. Uh, I'm doing it slightly out of order. But then she's like, cool, that was my job, and now I'm done. Uh-huh. But, like, the English are still in France. And, like, still a looming threat. It's just, like, they're less likely to murder us. Um, so she's like, yeah, I did what the angel said, and now I'm going to go home and weave. <laughs> and then they're like, no, we need you to be here. Uh, this is the king and the archbishop insist that she stays. So like, no, we'll lose if you leave. It will we'll be English and it will be terrible. And she's not really in the military battles, right? She's a strategist. So she plans out the play and then everybody goes. How much murder, do, murder, do we- murder know that she did um we know that she gets wounded a couple times Uh um in battle so that she's like on the field when it's happening she's just not usually in the fray in the middle of it because she'd probably just die right you wouldn't want to 
Let's find the tiniest girl we can. <laughs> yeah. Throw her in the middle of it. Here you go. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Good like luck. Basically putting someone in a shredder. Right. Yeah, it's not going to work. Um, but she seems to have done, I think, a considerable amount of the planning. That she's somehow she has an eye for strategy and like what's going to work and what's not, which we've talked about. And I'm like, I feel like she's mostly just <laughs> not to sound um, like I'm being heretical or something about not believing she's receiving direction from God. Uh, but I'm also like, sometimes you need someone to look at it who's just uh, logical. Yeah. And who's not kind of entrenched in the ideas that you are currently doing. Right. Like you and the other person are both military people both mm-hmm. trained on the same books right there's a there's a huge benefit in all fields to outsiders yeah because uh, then you think outside the box you gotta be outside the box right once you once you get very specialized in something it's very hard for you to think of ways to do something that you haven't been trained to think and then it's all just the same yeah so, Joan is fresh pair of eyes, and it's God on her side, and is like, you go there and stab that guy. And they do. And they get real good at it. Here's an idea. Mm-hmm. What if you went and stabbed that guy? And he's like, that's great. Whoa. And he's like, that breaks formation. And she's like, I know. <laughs> Here's the thing. But it'll work. The formation's here, and all the English you need to stab are over there. So if you sneaky sneak. So if you go and stab them. Stabby stab. What you need to do is loom and dodge and weave. (laughs) That's what she learned from her mother. (laughs) I learned this from my weaving classes. (laughs) Classes. Uh, When I went to college. From my mom college. College. College of mom. Mom. But she still, so she gets managed, or she manages to get wounded twice. Um... She takes an arrow in the shoulder and once I can't no, shoulder. <laughs> Sorry. And once she gets a crossbow bolt in her thigh. Close. Close. Um and some people claim that she predicted both of those injuries were gonna happen before they did. Um, which if you did, then why'd you go? Don't get like, shot. Dodge. <laughs> and weave. Dodge and weave. <laughs> Come on. Dodge and weave, idiot. <laughs> if you know they're going to happen, hello. It's so stupid. Like, you get hit by a car and you're like, I knew that was going to happen. I knew it. Well, your predictions are stupid. <laughs> and, and not useful. <laughs> Clearly. So they do a really good job of pushing the English out of France. They're just mowing them down, push them out of the borders. But Joan still gets captured by Duke Philip of Burgundy. Mr. Burgundy. And he's a huge douche. F you, San Francisco. <laughs> what? From Burgundy. Uh, Ted Burgundy. I think Ted Burgundy? I Anchorman. no idea. Oh. Anchorman. <laughs> Ron. Ron oh, Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. Who's Ted Burgundy? Uh, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Delete that. <laughs> nope, it's Dan. Um... You were so but, confused, and you're like, what? <laughs> what Everything is, is wrong. Because <laughs> well, you're like, San Francisco, and I'm like, is this like a Golden Gate Bridge burgundy joke? I was it? It was San Francisco, though, right? I don't remember. Okay, I think it was. It's from the ancient times. Um, <laughs> 70s. Yep. So she gets captured by Duke Philip of, Philippe of Philippe. Burgundy. And he's he's French, but he's like, screw this girl. And so he sells her to the English. Sure. he's a huge dick. Why not? Because... That's All burgundies are dicks. Horrible and mean. Abercandies are dicks. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Um, and so she, with the English, she's uh, imprisoned for, oh, and she, oh, she was imprisoned before that. 
Duke caught her, kept her in prison, and then the English were like, hey, we'll buy her. And then he was like, okay. I mean, what was he doing with her anyway? He's just poking at her. I don't Terrible. know. Terrible. What? At her. That's way more horrifying than, He's like... He's just a huge dick. What? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the worst thing so far. And so she gets interrogated by the English... Of course. ...by a priest named Pierre Cochon. So at that point, you're a POW. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Basically. Um... But I I found this funny, and I put this in here, um, that his name is similarly spelled to cochon, uh, (laughs) so cochon, which means pig in French. So it's like Pierre Pig. (laughs) Priesty Pig. Um, But apparently his name actually means slipper salesman. (laughs) (laughs) Much more majestic. (laughs) Way more manly Mm. than Mr. Pig. Mr. Pig. He's Mr. Slipper Salesman. I was mm. like, that's so specific. Okay. And she says to him, um, God has always been my Lord in all that I have done. Which is lawyer speak for F you. <laughs> that's a big middle finger. <laughs> because basically, um, he's from the Catholic Church, obviously, and they're trying to determine um, if she is being heretical. Because She's not allowed to receive message from God because that's not what they believe. Mm-hmm. They don't think that God speaks to you specifically. The Pope is the mouthpiece, and he should have been telling somebody to tell her to do that if it was from God. Right. Because Which if, means she's speaking to demons. If everyone can speak to God, then there's no power structure. Right. And if there's no power structure, it all breaks down. It all falls apart, and there's no money. No. And it sucks. So you have to shut up. Yeah. Um... Does it sound like censorship? It is. It is. Hooray! Which is, you know, all what the Reformation was about. Right. And she's claiming, because he kind of, like, she gets interviewed, right? And he is basically asking her, like, did God tell you to do this? (laughs) Or did you just do this? And you just said that so, like, people would listen to you. So, like, people would like you or whatever. Right. Because what they really want to know is, like, did you really think that was God? Mm -hmm. And she could have said, like, no, and gotten out of it, possibly. Because uh-huh. um, it doesn't seem like they really wanted to convict her. Um, like, they're trying to give her as many outs as possible. And, like, that seems to be par for the course with these kind of things in the past. But on the other hand, the trials go on for days, don't they? Yeah, they're long. Um, but I think that's just because she won't give him a straight answer. Yeah, she's she's real slippery. She's got a lot of uh, quotes she spends a lot of time, like, toying with them mentally, mm-hmm. basically. She's a very good lawyer in and of her own right. She she scriptures out of everything. She does, yeah. They'll uh, they'll come at her with a scripture, and she'll come right back with another scripture mm-hmm. about... That's exactly, uh, count, like, the opposite of what they just said. Tit for tit. Tit for tit every time. <laughs> Two tits. That's, um, that's the saying. <laughs> yep. And but but ultimately she says, like I said, God has always been my Lord in all that I have done. So she's she, not only is she saying God's been with me the whole time and telling me to do it. She's also saying I haven't done anything wrong, right? Which is not the right thing to say. No, I hate that. So um, heresy is not actually a capital offense. So her saying God talked to her is not worthy of death. Um, which seems weird because they do kill her, mm-hmm. but. 
You know, if you really want to kill someone... You'll find a way. You'll find a way. Yeah. That's what lawyers are for. <laughs> That's what lawyers do. They'll find a way. That's their job. Find a way to get what I want. Where there's a law, there's a way. That's right. And so heresy is not a capital offense, but repeated heresy is. <laughs> That's why so the if you just, trial like, goes on so long. If you just keep doing it, yeah. then we can kill you. Let's just uh, see if we can get her to say no three times. And so apparently, no, apparently it's not that they kill her for that. They kill her. Her repeated heresy is um, her claiming God's talking to her is the first one. Uh-huh. And then the second one is her wearing men's clothes. Oh, yeah. That's also heretical. So there you go. Yeah, God hates that. So really, she's being killed for cross-dressing, apparently. Yeah. Even though, like... Is it only two strikes? I guess so. Okay. Yeah, that's a repeat. Um, repeat offense. Even though, like, what is she supposed to wear if she's on the battlefield as a woman? They don't have female armor and clothes. No, well, the point is she wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah. You weren't supposed to save France, even if God told you to. We don't care. Yeah. Because he didn't. Also, we hate that you were there in the first place. Right. So, she Kill. dies. Killing our countrymen. <laughs> she dies in 1431, um, when she's 16. 16. So, that's cool. Um, she asks for a cross to be burned with. A cross from what? That's a terrible joke. Yeah. I'm sorry. A cross like Jesus was on. Yeah. She asks for one uh, to be burned with, and they give her a small wooden one. Um... She, much like Christ, forgives her accusers before she dies. Yeah. Um, and she asks them to pray for her. Mm-hmm. That, she, that, you know, she will go to heaven and everything will be cool. Uh, she dies of smoke inhalation. Sure. Um, which, honestly, probably for the best. Yeah. Because that means uh, she died early-ish. Yeah, it gets... There's so much, like, nasty physiological things that happen when you're burned alive. It's very gross. Mm -hmm. So you hope to die from smoke inhalation. So that's nice. Um, because that means when it, she was actually on fire, um, she was dead. Yeah. Um, and so they burn her, but then they have to burn her a second time because apparently she's not done. There's there's too much meat. There's too much meat left, and they're like, gross. Um, but her organs still survive. I mean, there's so much water in a body. Yeah. And so then they got to do it again. So they burn her three whole times. If you think about how long it takes just to cook, like, a whole pig. Right. But I think that was also, like, um, a saint thing, mm. right? There's, like, the thing about how saints' bodies don't decay, you know, like when they die and they're in their little things. And sure. They're like, their body's the same looking and it's been hundreds of years. Right. We talked about that when you talked about vampires. Mm -hmm. It's like, are they vampires or are they saints? Right. Important question. Exactly. Um, and I think that was a thing about... Like burning. But burning also. Sure. It's like parts of her keep surviving. Like, <coughs> like God's almost saying, like, you shouldn't have done that. This one's important. Right. Like, it didn't work for a reason. Because the way it was written, it made it sound like everyone was surprised yeah. that, well, that it took more than one time. It usually works. Right. Like, they've burned people before <laughs> and it worked the first time. Because it's, it's also not like she's a... She's probably not a big person. No. She's a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. So it's weird to them, and they're like, She's what? She's a 16-year-old girl in 1400s Europe. And what do they do with these nasty ashes they have? Snort them? Throw them in the Seine. How'd they get them to the Seine? I don't know. <laughs> That's what it says. Surely the Thames, if anything. No, the Seine. Weird. They ship her back. They ship her back. They're like, here she is. Here's your garbage. Take it. <laughs> Here's your garbage. You take it out. You fix it. <laughs> so gross. We're not going to take out your garbage. Do you know what her last word was? Uh, 
No. Jesus. Jesus. Yep. She's just talking to Jesus. Jesus. Hanging out with Jesus. So there's some people who are like, think that she was stupid. Oh. <laughs> because she's just a poor farm girl in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and I have a quote from uh, encyclopedia.com. That says that. World-renowned uh, encyclopedia.com. Mm-hmm. Welcome, encyclopedia.com. Thanks. Welcome to our show. Um, it says, she cannot be dismissed on the simple idiot theory of... <laughs> the simple idiot Of, of Voltaire, of course. <laughs> yeah. For her genius in war and her aptitude in repartee undoubtedly prove exceptional mental powers. Unschooled though she was, she cannot be dismissed as a mere herit- or hyst- hysteric for her health and strength were superb. So basically, he's like, she's not dumb, she's not crazy. Mm-hmm. Something was happening. She, um, she outscriptured a number of lawyers, right? At least, um, one, at least one stupid lawyer, priests, really. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but priests and lawyers are kind of the same. They're kind of the same. But um, yeah. So basically, it's like there's a lot of people who are like, well, she was just dumb, you know, she's dumb hick, and then other people who are like, uh, she clearly wasn't receiving messages. She's insane. And they're like, yeah, but she didn't seem crazy. Nobody mentioned that she sounded crazy. And people were excited about it. And I don't think if she seemed crazy that they're going to be like, yay, you're here. Uh, we needed, this is what we needed. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. That's why she's so good at strategies. She's just insane. And so she's unpredictable. <laughs> what if you just run screaming at them? Ah! <laughs> They'll never expect it. And they're like, I don't think that'll work. And she's like, what if you're naked? It'll be even scarier. <laughs> and it did. And it worked. What if you wag your dingle around? <laughs> Gross. I agree. Uh, that's my strategy when I play chess. Wave your dingle around? No. Just like... Scream? Um, confuse the enemy. Release the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> it just confuse them as much as possible. It's like, I could do this move, which they're expecting, or this move that they're expecting, and both of those are helpful to me and will save me or take one of their pieces, but instead, I'm going to do this, which puts something else of their, theirs in peril, and confuse them so that I have another round to think about it. That's also your tactic in fencing. It's true. Just confuse. Mm-hmm. Yell and be confusing. I didn't, I don't yell. You yelled once. We weren't really fencing. <laughs> if that's your defense, I rest my case. <laughs> we weren't fencing. Properly. <laughs> I tell you one time, I was, so I was in a fencing tournament, right, when I was in college, mm-hmm. and I got second place. You, t- you did. Because I, I was, was awesome. We were friends then. Yeah. <laughs> way back in the way back. Mm-hmm. But in our last match, it was the best. Because the match before we finished uh-huh. was this freaking douchebag guy, oh, oh. this German dude. Oh. Um, he's a German exchange student, and he was evil. Racist. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not evil saying, German I'm not man. saying all Germans are evil. <laughs> this guy was evil. This guy And was... everybody knew it. <laughs> everybody knew it. No. He, your, your fencing tournament is an 80s movie. You'll understand in a minute. Um, he... When we finished, I beat him because uh-huh. I got second. He was third or whatever. Sure. Or fourth. I don't remember. But uh, I beat him. And when we, when we finished fencing, he was like, oh, wow, good job. I've never been beaten by a girl. Mm. And I was like, well, well, welcome to your new life. Welcome to your world post and the And the reason he had never been beaten by a girl is because he didn't fence with any finesse. Fencing, you're supposed to, like, be careful with your movements. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's retreating and, like, parrying and 
protecting yourself. Sure. And he would just whack at me like crazy. <laughs> um, uh-huh. To the point that when I was finished, I had bruises all on my arms from him and stuff where you don't even get points. This doesn't get you points when it's on my arms. It's only on your chest where you get points. And I had on my legs and stuff because he was just hitting everywhere, right? Because he was like, eventually I'll get a point. And I'm like, no. Um, and when I said everybody was against him, like... When we took a break, my teacher was giving me advice on how to beat him. <laughs> That's great. He was like, if you just keep, he's like, if you just stay where you are, let him come to you, parry, repost, you'll win. Okay? That's and so I was like, got cute. it. That's very cute. And I did. But anyway, I'm after glad, that, it I'm was great. i you really processed that <laughs> and you've set it aside. Yeah. Uh, but after that, it was great because the guy I was fencing against was definitely the best fencer in our class. Like, he was number one for a reason. And uh, he was very tall, so he had a long reach. And there was no way I was going to beat him. And, like, that was fine with me. Because I was like, I wanted to beat that guy mostly. So I am yeah. I feel great. I was also slotted at, like, the middle instead of, like, anywhere near the top. So I was just happy to be there. Ha- I was happy. <laughs> you know. I'm just happy to be there. I was like, yeah, it's like you're at the Olympics and you're, like, middle table. And you get, you just beat somebody and you're, like, definitely getting silver. And you're just like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care anymore. Nobody, <laughs> nobody thought I was going to do this good. There was no way. Like, they were definitely like, you're going to get nothing. And now I got silver, so great. Also, I beat that German guy. I'm just going to take a nap while we do this last one, right? (laughs) Germany definitely got bronze or less, and I'm happy about it. Yeah, I don't care. Um, But we were, were like, kind of joke fencing almost Uh a lot of the time because we were both had done so much and we were so tired that we were just like, let's just kind of be chill about it. And he was really nice, and we were kind of friends. Um, But there was one point where we both... (laughs) <laughs> went to attack each other and both of our swords ended up between each other's legs. <laughs> and we both just started laughing. And it was true love. Yeah. We fell in love. That's why I'm married to him right now. Yeah. No. Introducing <laughs> my husband. My husband. You've never met. The cinnamon roll. <laughs> he was he was pretty cute. Um, but we both just ended up with our swords in between each other's legs and just started laughing and then our teacher just had to be like, okay, reset, like, because we weren't fighting anymore. Stop it. We were just giggling. Stop giggling. And he's like, come on, children. We need you to fight. <laughs> we need blood. But anyway, that's my fencing story. Um, anyway, that's my sexy fencing story. So she gets set on fire repeatedly. <laughs> they mail the ashes back and say, dump it in your nastiest river. <laughs> oh, it's your only big one? You right. a famous river? Great. That's, that's the one we meant, your nasty, stupid river. Right. I'm like, why didn't they keep them? Uh, I'm like, did the English take them to the Seine? I don't know. Why would they go there? They, I mean, they couldn't, right? Why couldn't they? <coughs> it's after the war. Oh. So maybe, maybe they're chill. Why would you want to go to France? It's beautiful. It's dirty there. <laughs> it's full of French people. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to France very soon. <laughs> so after... Uh, Afterwards, the trial is overturned, uh-huh. and they say she's innocent in 1456. Great. Which is 25 years too late. It's, uh, why were you even looking at the case? Yeah. Some, it's, well, uh, too late. I'll tell you in a minute. Um, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so she gets rewarded ennoblement after she dies. So, like, her family can be nobles? Yeah, because they're like, she was helpful. So Charles is still being cool. 
He was sure. like, I'm really sad they took her. I really liked her. She made sure I was king. Yeah. You guys get to be nobles now. Cool. Which her fan, once again, her attitude of like, I really just want to be at home and I'm happy there. I almost feel like automatically extends to her family that they're probably like, we don't really want to go to court. <laughs> yeah. We're pretty okay. Which, um, in the history of France, is a really good tactic. Yeah. For staying alive. It's true. Um, and so they, they give them a nobleman under the name Delis, like Fleur Delis. Yeah. So she'd be Jeanne Delis, the Arc. <laughs> Joan, the Frenchiest Arc of mm-hmm. French. Of France land. France, France, France. Um, several women posed as Joan after her death. It's fashionable, yeah. Um, and her brothers apparently perpetuated a lie that she was alive still. Profitable. Yeah. They said that she, like, snuck away from her English captors, snuck back into France, and that it was all just a big show because they were embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Which could 100% have been true. <laughs> but it is not. Um, there's specifically one, uh, I don't know if it's her brother. No, it's one one of the women who dressed up um, was named Claude de Amoise. Uh, and they traveled the country together, being like, this is Joan! And everybody was like, cool! Whoa. And, like, gave them presents, and had a great time. Traveling sideshow. Uh, but later she admitted that it wasn't true, and um, that's when uh, Joan's brother, after they had milked it as much as they could, um, petitioned for the retrial. So that's why they have the trial again. I'd look at the evidence, and it gets overturned, because they're like, this seems ridiculous. And everybody's like, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it sucked. Huh. That was fun. It's almost like you should not rush through stupidly when people's lives are on the line. Yeah, that'd be cool if you just didn't. And it wasn't about um, national pride, mm-hmm. you know. Because, like, it, it seems that the man who was interviewing her was French. Uh-huh. Um, but that doesn't mean anything because the French dude sold her to the English. Right. So, whatever. It's probably just because he spoke French. Right. They needed a translator. Yep. And that was Pierre the Slipper Salesman. Pierre the Pig Slipper. But despite her sad death and everything, um, she becomes a huge symbol in France. Never forgotten. Extremely important. If you probably, like, ask people who are the most famous Frenchmen, like, French people ever, like, Joan of Arc is definitely very high on that list, if not, like, first Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to be like, Joan of Arc, pretty cool. Like, right. Napoleon's going to be up there. Maybe some Louis, but mostly, I feel like, Joan of Arc. The only reason why she wouldn't be is they might be like, oh, wait, she was real? Right, because, yeah, all of this sounds like such a legend, and it's real. And she's certainly taken on mythic proportions in yes. the French national um, mythos, I completely. suppose. Uh, she, yeah, she, my notes say she became a French symbol for hope and the power of being French. <laughs> Like, which what we've, other power do you need? <laughs> just that's the most powerful <laughs> thing you can be, which, which we've talked about before. Um, and recently in like my last episode, I think um, we talked about like the French are so willing to forgive so many things that you do wrong that in their opinion is wrong. If you do it for France, mm-hmm. they don't care. Yeah. It's like you broke a whole bunch of rules. Well, if you did it for the good of France, who cares? It's such a weirdly chill kind of patriotism. It is, yeah. It's like, nothing really matters as much as being French. Yeah. <laughs> and I like it. Um, uh, she was canonized as a saint 
because that's how the Catholic Church apologizes. <laughs> it really is. It Which is really is ridiculous. I mean, what um, else? What but, else is there? But seventy thousand people went to her canonizing ceremony, which is a lot, a lot, and I'm and I'm assuming they didn't get to go in because it's like in the Vatican, yeah. So they're probably just like hanging outside, going woo. Right. I mean, you're, you're allowed out in like that courtyard, right? But like, I don't think they're having the ceremony in the courtyard. No, I'm sure they're having it indoors secretly. I wonder, I wonder what's involved in canonization it's ceremonies. Probably all a secret. But who knows? Who knows? But she became a saint because that's how we say we're sorry we murdered you. And now you can worship her. Great. For nine ninety nine <laughs> plus shipping and handling. And you should because she's awesome. Um, she also inspired the bob haircut. Oh, yeah. Which is extremely popular still. It's very good. Um, but, uh, yeah, it became popular in France in 1909. Um, and the guy who... Um, like gave that first haircut that people were like, oh wow, that's so chic because everybody had their hair pretty long then. I think mm-hmm. um, was the style and just having it up, yeah, and long. And he was like, why don't we cut this real short? And everybody was like, whoa, that's crazy. Oh, um, and they were like, oh man, you know, who like what what inspired that? And he said it was seeing paintings of Joan of Arc with her short hair. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, adorable. She's a fashion icon, don't you know? Um. She, I just have kind of like some general details about her. Uh, she couldn't read or write because, she, of course not. She doesn't need to know how. All you need to know is how to loom and dodge and weave. That's right. But she, uh, but there are letters written by her, they say, because she dictated them to someone. Which I love the image of, like, you're like an educated dude and a frickin' 13-year-old girl's like, write this down! Because um, <laughs> she, she can't do it herself because she doesn't know how. Um, some scientists think that her visions may have been from epilepsy. Uh, others think it was because she was schizophrenic or that she had bervine tuberculosis, which apparently makes mm. you see angels. <laughs> that's an interesting... <laughs> Very specifically. Yeah, I'm sure that's in the medical textbooks. Symptoms. See angels. Um, apparently some of her ashes, I think they did DNA tests on it, uh, were found in an apothecary loft in 1876. What did they compare sixty-seven with? I don't know. Interesting, but I mean, they think that the harashes. So that's cool. Um, and they're in a museum in Chinon, where they are currently residing right now. There are theories that she was a man, because of course, how could she possibly have been a girl? Women can't do stuff. No. Um, or that she lived to be fifty-seven. She didn't. Neither of those are true. No. She was a small child girl. <laughs> 57? 57. It's what? very specific. It's, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it is strange. Like someone could say, like, she lived into her 50s, maybe, like, if sure. she had survived. But 57 so... 57. Like, that means you have a year in mind. Oh, the ashes I was talking about? Um, I, they might have just assumed that they were hers. I'm not sure. But they found ashes in... Um, they were wrapped in cloth, and the cloth was dated to be from the 15th century. Oh. So they're assuming that they're hers, I think, just because, like, who else ashes would you keep from them for that long? Who knows? Um, it's on record. I don't know what this quote is about, so I'm just going to read it. Okay. We're going to see what it is. It is on record that a man of science said to an abbot. <laughs> a man of science. Oh, I think it's like a joke. Okay. Maybe. Uh, it sounds like a joke. A uh, man of science said to an abbot, Come to the Salpetier Hospital, the refuge for the elderly poor and insane patients in Paris, and I will show you 20 Jeanne of Arcs. <laughs> yep. To which uh, the abbot replied, 
has one of them given us back Alsace or Lorraine? Sassy. Sassy. Oh, really? Show me all these crazy people who are freaking military geniuses. Yeah. Come at me, bro. Yeah. I love it. Um, it, it seems that uh, Joan uh, repeated to Charles the words of a prayer that he said mentally in his brain. So that might have been the sign from God. Mm-hmm. Like, he's saying a prayer in his brain, and she's telepathically reading his mind. She's like, please don't hear my thoughts. She's like, oh, please don't hear my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear your thoughts! <laughs> <laughs> but, she, but he's praying. Yeah. He's like, dear Lord in heaven. And she's just saying it out loud, and he's like, mm. Dear Lord, please don't let her really hear Is this hear girl my... actually hearing my thoughts? And she says that. She's, she's like, like, yeah, I heard it. Ah, I heard um, and they also said that she made some kind of clairvoyant discovery of a sword that had been hidden behind the altar of the Fierbois church. Uh, so God was like, there's a cool sword hidden in this church. <laughs> go get your sword. If you go get it. Which just sounds like they're trying to give her like some kind of King Arthur or like yeah, mythos. They're, they're mixing their stories. Which is fine. Why not? Sure. It's a cool story. Um... Yeah, and they're also, somebody said that she used to go to a fairy's tree. Um, not far from Dom Remy, there was a tree called the fairy's tree beside a spring said to cure fevers. Uh, the Oh, I remember I was talking about this because this is the most gossipy thing in the world. Um, the wife of the local mayor. <laughs> and it's I'm like, always I'm, the wife of the local I mayor. I wonder if she's gossiping because right. she doesn't have anything else to do. And she knows everybody. Yeah. So the wife of the local mayor um, stated that it had been uh, Jeanne, or Joan, um, received her mission at the tree of the fairy ladies. So she's saying it wasn't angels, it was fairies talking to her. It was the fairies. I heard it. I heard it with my own ears. I saw it with my ears. Um, But she does say that St. Catherine and Margaret came and spoke to her at the spring beside the fairy tree. So she's talking fairies and saints. Don't know. And then the ladies appeared. I saw it. Um, Also, there was this man, um, Pierron. Pierron? I don't know how to say his name. A follower of Joan of Arc. Um, He was also... Or they were burned at the... So she was burned at the stake as a witch. Um, her groupies? No. Yeah. And she stated on oath that God appeared to her in human form and spoke to her as a friend and that he was clothed in a scarlet cap and a long white robe. He's got a red hat. It's Santa. White robe. Santa appeared to her. <laughs> I don't like Santa. Also, Santa is God. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Um... Recently, there was a French writer, and when I say recently, I mean 1983. Yeah. Um, Pierre de Serrois, and he published Jean d'Arc et la Madrigal. Um, I can't say it. I love Madrigals. No, that's not what it is. <laughs> Which uh, has revived a claim that there is a veil, um, or there's a veiled woman burned at the stake in the marketplace as a prisoner, condemned to death as a witch. Um, substituting for France's national heroine. So he's reviving the idea that it wasn't her that was burned and that the woman that was burned had a veil on so that you couldn't tell it wasn't Joan. Okay. And that they actually let Joan go slash she escaped slash something happened. Was there some, like, new evidence or something? Don't know. He just, just, he just recently was like, I don't believe it. <laughs> I, I had a feeling. Yep. 
I don't think there's enough evidence. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Well, I mean, it was the 1400s, so, like, what are they supposed to do? Send you photos via email? And Come le- on. Le- you of your evidence, I made up some new evidence of ha. my own. Ha. Uh, in 1994, um, there was a suit of armor found um, at a Parisian antiques dealer. And they think it might have been Joan of Arc's. Um, because it, so this guy bought it and it fit uh, his fourteen-year-old girl's body, so it's like pretty small, uh-huh. like smaller than most of the soldiers would have been. Um, but it's they also said where it's damaged is the same spots that she was wounded in. I guess so, maybe, but probably not. Um, there was never small squires with armors. And then there was another guy, also in 1983, because that was a huge year for Joan of Arc's speculation. Big year for Joan. They're ch- everybody's chatting. This time it's Robert Greenblatt. Robert? And he's an American biologist, and he thinks that Joan was really a man. Because women can't do stuff. Women can't do stuff can't do stuff. Um, and he also claimed that two midwives who examined Joan had established her virginity, her virginity were astonished to find she had not reached puberty yet. I feel like your two uh, conclusions are at odds a bit. I f- Yeah. I mean, wouldn't they have been like, she is a penis. <laughs> right. She hasn't reached puberty because she has a penis. <laughs> a different kind of puberty. <laughs> um, it's also like... Her balls have not dropped. One, it's weird to me. There's a weird thing also when you're a woman that they're like, does she have her period? Which is creepy and very gross. And like, uh, I won't say which one, just in case they care for some reason. But like, one of my sisters didn't get her period until she was like 16. Uh-huh. Which is when Joan died. Right. So I'm like, it really depends on the woman. Right. Right, because I got mine when I was 10. Especially when, you know, you're like a farmer girl and you're out, like, doing a lot of heavy... Physical work. Physical activity and you're probably, like, stressed the hell out. Right. You might have, like, seizures all the time. Right. Who knows? There are probably reasons. But it also is weird to me that they spent time to be like, these two ladies said they examined her and that she hadn't had her period yet. And I'm like, which means what? Like, and also, like, how weird that we're talking about her period. Nobody's like... About boys, like, he hasn't even grown any chin hair yet. He hasn't even had his first wet dream yet. Yeah. What? What does that tell you? <laughs> he must is, be a is, woman. Yeah, is he a man then? <laughs> I mean, he has a penis, but, but he's not using it. He's not, yeah. So. He's probably going to get his period. even a man? <laughs> right, what does that mean? Right. Nonsense. What are you saying? What do you mean? But I had no quotes about her being ugly. Or pretty. That's good. When you're like, I mean, a, she became yeah. a fashion icon, but only because a dude said he based a haircut off her, not because he was like she was hot. Yeah, because she was a child. Right. Which is good. Good job, history. Once for once, yeah. For once, the deeds that she did outweigh everything else. It only took her being a child, a child, in, in yeah, the... dying before adulthood. Although they're still talking about her period, of, which you could say is still kind of them talking about sex with her, yeah. which is gross. Because, like, what? Why does her period matter? I don't know. Virginity is such an important thing to so many people. Yeah. But she was freaking 12. Like, and she died when she was 16. She's probably a virgin. She wasn't married. And she was busy saving France. Mm-hmm. God was, Jesus was her boyfriend. And <laughs> too bad. And too bad. Yeah. 
She didn't have time. She didn't have time. Some people don't have time for sex. Some people are busy saving France and then being imprisoned and then being burnt at the stake. Three times. Three times. Some people just... You don't have time. No. There's no time. Also, you're a child. <laughs> also, you're, you're 13. Like, I know that some people have sex when they're 13, slash, like, obviously, I don't think she would have had any uh, opportunity when she was imprisoned. So, like, it's probably 13 or 14 was her last time. And, like, some people do have sex at that age. And, like, that's pretty common, actually, I think, in this time, once you're married. Sure. And the 14-year-olds are married. But uh, she wasn't. So. And uh, who cares? Yeah. Even if she had sex, like, what? Drop it. You know, it's not important. You know it's important? That she saved France from England. <coughs> Did she? Yeah. That's cool. I mean, they didn't, like, have all of France back, right? Like, the Duke of Burgundy just sold her out and he was a dickbag. Yeah. But, you know, that's like, it, it's like the time in France when it hasn't been all put together yet. Like, Germany's in, like, 49 pieces, yeah. you know? And France is in, like, eight. Mm-hmm. So they're not all combined. But they saved at least part of it from the English. The part that wasn't aligned with the English. That's Thanks. All that's all that matters. Yeah. Got a couple English people And out. got Charles to be king. Because I'm assuming he was like a duke or something. Or mm-hmm. like he was a crown prince and he just hadn't been properly established as king yet because they were like at war. Sure. So yeah. Save France. Got a king where he's supposed to be. Got dead. Got dead. Sainted. Became a saint. Later. Became a fashion icon. Thanks Catholic Church. She's my hero. Yeah. Just like, sometimes there's some people, you know, who you read about in history, and it's like, look at how she saved France when she was freaking 13, and then I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. I'm twice that old now. I've done nothing. I don't do anything. I've done nothing. Now I've educated everyone about her through my I, podcast. That's the best I can do. I can't even finish a fanfic. <laughs> Big mood. <laughs> Reading or writing, who knows? But I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it, won't do it. Big mood. But anyway, those were our favorite ladies. Mine was a a child. Uh, The coolest one that's ever lived. Mine was a cool grandma. Yeah, Her grandson was a dick, but whatever. You know, she was cool. That's not her fault. No. She did the best she could. She did pretty. She did great. She did great with her son, so that's all that matters. Anyway, thank you for listening. You can email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Send us your favorite ladies from history. We would love to hear about them or talk about them. Um, Yeah. Or anything else you want to hear about or just, like, randomness. Yeah. It's always nice just seeing in our email that somebody's like, hey, cool job. Cool job. Because we know you're out there because we have analytics, but (laughs) we don't know who you are. We don't know who you are. And we want to talk to you. There, there are no reviews on iTunes, so it's hard to yeah. gauge. We can, we, I promise, we'll reply to your email. Yeah, we love talking to you. Um, we like immediately text each other when we get emails. Like, oh, did you see we have an email? Right. We'll oh shout you out on the pod. We'll say your name if you want or not. You'll become a pod person. Yeah. You can join our group of, our cult of pod people. And then you can share it with your friends and family and be like, look, I'm famous. <laughs> look at this. Someone thinks I'm important, mom. 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 So she can be like, why are you guys listening to those girls? And you're like, because they care about me. Because they love me, <laughs> mom. And we do. <laughs> we do. Even if your mom doesn't love you, we love yeah. you. Maybe your mom does love you, but we love you more. Yeah. Because we have a podcast and we'll say your name on Screw it. Screw you, mom. <laughs> Maybe attacking people's moms isn't the best way to go about it. Maybe that's not the angle, but, you know, we'll find out next week. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. (laughs)
Thank <laughs> you.